0: From Public Radio International, this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Tuesday, February 7th. I'm Marco Werman. more violence in Syria as the government continues its assault in homes. one opposition activist tells us he's feeling increasingly desperate. I lost my friends. I lost my life. I lost everything. I don't have anything to fear anymore. Also why Russia's Vladimir Putin is supporting Syrian leader Bashar al-Assad. I think that part of his desire is to show that revolutions don't necessarily end with the leader being thrown out. And later, why no one's mentioning climate change on the campaign trail.
1: BBC News with Ian Purden, The Syrian President Bashar al-Assad has been making fresh promises to end violence in his country, talk to the opposition and bring in reforms. He gave the assurances to the Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov in Damascus, but opposition groups in Syria accused Mr Assad of making empty promises while the United States said it remained sceptical. Jimya reports from neighbouring Lebanon. After
2: his talks with President Assad, Mr. Lavrov said he believed the message had got through, that swift action was necessary. He said the Syrians would soon announce a date for a constitutional referendum, part of a reform process that the opposition have dismissed. He said Mr. Assad was also committed to ending the violence from all sources, something the regime has taken so far to cover the crushing of any armed resistance. If Mr. Lavrov did get more from Mr. Assad behind the scenes, that may become apparent in the coming days,
1: especially in Homs, where the violence and bombardments go on. The Syrian army has been using mortars and artillery fire in its continuing onslaught against people in Homs. The attacks seem to target the district of Baba Amar. Eyewitnesses said they saw a number of Russian-made tanks in the area. The UN Refugee Agency says it sent emergency teams to countries neighbouring Mali to help them deal with an influx of more than 20,000 people who fled fighting there. Clashes between rebel Tuaregs and government forces in northern Mali broke out last month. A rebel group, the MNLA, is fighting to create an autonomous region. Richard Hamilton reports.
3: It's a long-running conflict and next year will be the 50th anniversary of the first uprising. The MNLA and other Tuareg rebels launched a fresh offensive last month, the largest since 2009 by the rebels, whose ranks have been boosted by the recent return of men who fought in Libya for Colonel Gaddafi. Although the Tuaregs are not unified, analysts say they're now much better equipped, have better military commanders and a much more sophisticated grasp of PR, prompting them to be called the Saharan Facebook generation.
1: A US appeals court has ruled that a ban on gay marriage in California is unconstitutional. The case is now likely to be referred up to the Supreme Court. Six US states currently allow gay marriage. Alastair Leithead reports. Gay marriage became legal in California in
4: 2008 for just four months. After an aggressive campaign, a motion was passed by a ballot in the state banning same-sex couples from marrying. It was known as Proposition 8. The legal battle over whether it was a breach of rights has been going on for three years now. This latest ruling by a federal appeals court says the ban brought in by Proposition 8 is unconstitutional, supporting a previous court decision that it is a violation of gay and lesbian
1: civil rights. World News from the BBC. The authorities in Brazil have filed a lawsuit against the micro-blogging site Twitter, demanding the removal of accounts which warn about police roadblocks and speed traps. Twitter has not commented on the case. With the details, here's Warren Bull. In recent years, Brazil's government has attempted to curb
3: the high number of road accidents, often related to drink driving. Its police roadblocks have reduced casualty rates, but they're seen as heavy-handed by many Brazilians and some have resorted to Twitter to alert others to the police presence. The lawsuit orders Twitter to pay nearly $300,000 for each day that it doesn't comply with the request to remove the warnings. It comes weeks after Twitter announced that it could
1: block messages that contravened local laws, if so requested by governments. There's been another delay in attempts by Greece to strike a deal on a new austerity package. The Prime Minister's office says a meeting of coalition leaders has now been postponed by...